Let's find our seats. Stay. Stay. Keep your eyes on things above. Not on things of the earth. Let's go higher. Let's go higher. Hallelujah. 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 He's, 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 gonna, he's doing things tonight, isn't he? Raise your hand if, you're, if your life has already been changed, your perception has already been changed. Chains have already broken off of you by being in the very presence of our King tonight. Amen? It's just going to keep happening. Holy Spirit is just going to continue to flow through here. Waves of refreshing. Waves of refreshing are going to continue to flow through here. <laughs> you know, the, live, the, the, the world we live in can be harsh, can't it? It can be. It can be harsh. You can feel oppressed. Sometimes you can get oppressed. Sometimes by living in the very world that we live in, it's hard for it not to get on you. It's hard for it not to get on you. You know, we weren't the first to deal with that. We're not the first to deal with that. But can you imagine if, if everybody in this house gets this teaching, then what can happen outside of this house? Glory to God. I mean, we don't live in Sodom and Gomorrah, do we? Sometimes it's, it seems as though we do by some of the things we see on commercials. I mean, just commercials. Let alone, depending on what type of movies you, you take in or music you listen to or the newspapers you read. You know, I always get kind of blown away when I read about men of God like Smith Wigglesworth who, who was a mighty man of God. Wouldn't even allow the newspaper on his property. Wouldn't allow it on his property. Lies, he said. I don't, I want, I don't want that on my, my property that the Lord had blessed him with. Keeping things sanctified, set apart. Sanctified, set apart. You are sanctified and set apart. You know, Lot was sanctified and set apart. Remember Lot? He was sanctified and set apart. If, if we go to, I wasn't planning on going there that fast, but all right. Let's go to Second Peter. Chapter 2, verse, verse 7. Praise God, the kids are having fun, Pastor Doug. Screaming. Probably riding roller, heavenly roller coasters over there, huh? Amen. Come on, heavenly roller coasters. Glory to God. 
just like the, the first part of The Incredible Hulk over and over again, zero to 60 in like 1.8 seconds or something. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 7. And delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them, talking about in Sodom and Gomorrah, tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. He was tormented and oppressed. He didn't partake. Lot did not partake in Sodom and Gomorrah at any time. We're believers. We're saved. Set apart. But live in a fallen world. And I, th- I know, I'm not going to say I think, I know, there's, I know there's people in here that have been condemning yourself and condemning yourself for feeling like you're not living the Christian lifestyle to the fullest. That sometimes you have bad thoughts, sometimes you just feel exa- like completely exasperated and exhausted. Like you want to fold, fold the cards and just give up because the life that is around you just continues to, to pour down rubbles of rubbles of rock on top of you, it seems like. How do you think Lot felt? Tonight, we are done as Christians thinking that we're just getting whooped on. That you're just, you're just about to give up because it doesn't seem as though you're living like Christ. Because, man, you have these thoughts. Well, maybe these thoughts are truly not yours, but they're in the world that you live in. Maybe we're allowing too many things into our world. I have my world, and, and, and I make decisions on what I allow in my world. You can do the same thing. We can do the same thing. Hey, should I really be watching this TV show? Should I really be hanging out at the, at the water bottle uh, break room and hearing these jokes, or should I get up and walk away? That was for someone. You know, and again, I don't know, I don't... Thank you, Lord. All right. Nobody has tomatoes or stones in here, do they? I love you. You know, there's a lot of different, different thoughts on alcohol. I'm just going to give you some direction. I'm not telling you what to do or what not to do in that realm. But I do find it rather intriguing that hearing from, from some people and being in conversations where, where they say, well, these ministers drink, so I can drink. Look at the slippery slope. You know, I, I, I kind of recently had this conversation with, with somebody, and these people felt they have a full-time calling to, the, to ministry. 
And they use that example with, with, this, with this minister. Well, I, I see they drink. So I can. Hey, whatever. But what about all the people that see you? It's interesting how, how you could be with somebody and they say, oh, you're too good to drink. I, I, have, I have somebody that says that to me and I'm like, look, I don't drink. God convicted me that like, I don't know how many years ago. And that was that like, hey, that's on me between me and God. I ain't touching that stuff. Now, was he doing it because I just didn't, he didn't want me to have a beer? No, he was doing it to protect me and protect my marriage and protect my family. He was protecting me. See, if you believe that God has foresight, maybe we should start believing that he's doing things to protect us, to keep us safe, to keep things holy that are holy. But those same people will view the same argument as if they started seeing me drink, you know what the same people would say? Oh, you're a pastor and you drink? Hypocrite. The same people would say it. Allow yourself to hear the shepherd's voice in that. Whoever that was for, allow, the sh- allow yourself to hear the shepherd's voice. He's not trying to take anything away from you. He's trying to get you places. He's trying to, he's trying to lift you up. He's trying to, he's trying to make sure that your life and your family, this is family stuff, guys. And it's a guy, just so you know. He is trying to keep you safe. He loves you. Amen? Thank you, Lord. I mean, can can you imagine what Lot had to see and hear in the worst city that was ever created? I mean, you think Las Vegas is bad. I think Sodom and Gomorrah is worse. Verse 9 says, Then the Lord knows how to deliver. Golly, Willikers, man. Thank you, Jesus. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. There's two things in that verse that get me excited. (laughs) The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. He knows how to deliver the godly. We are godly because Christ lives in us. You are made holy and righteous because Jesus Christ lives inside of us. Hallelujah. He delivers you out of temptations. What that also means is stop condemning yourself that you seem and you feel to be tempted. You live in a fallen world with a lot of things that that are literally trying to get your perspective of Jesus and the King and the throne onto the things of the flesh that will intrigue you, that will tempt you. But if Lot can do it without Christ in him, then what should we be able to do? Come on, man. Come on. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen? Start feeding that to you like a a daily vitamin. Start speaking that over your life like a daily vitamin. The word is life. 
The other part I love about that is the, the part of me that I love justice. <laughs> I love justice. And injustice can drive me batty sometimes. And I love this part of the, or the verse. And to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, that you're taking my enemies. I want them saved. I'm, play, I'm praying Matthew 5.44 over them. Blessings. Bless my enemies. But Lord Jesus, if they continue down that road, there's judgment. I mean, there's just, I'm being real. There's a little part of me that's like, <laughs> Whew. there's a day coming where I'm not going to feel like there's an injustice. And on that same note, so that you don't think I'm like, you know, bad or anything like that, because as I say that, my spirit almost fears the day of that day because I can't imagine what it must going to be like when we see loved ones being judged and co-workers. And that, that could go into a whole entire message about are we doing the work of an evangelist? Are we doing a work of an evangelist? For there's day, a day coming of Judgment Day where the unjust are going to be judged. And instead of, instead of sitting there going, Ha ha ha! Wait, I told you you were going to get judged! Told you you should have straightened up, boy! What about actually seeing somebody falling into the pit? What about that? Are, are we doing... I kind of sit back and think Paul would say the same thing to us as he's saying to Timothy, as he has said to Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of the evangelist. And that doesn't mean cast stones at people and, and try to get them saved. It's not your job to get them saved. It's your job to share the gospel with them. It's your job and our job to love them no matter, no matter what. No matter what people are going through, we are called to love them and to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And to walk with them shoulder to shoulder. And when they're going through things, guess who they call? They call you. And, and guess what we're called to do? We're called to, to cast out demons. Jesus was sent to heal the brokenhearted. So that means same with us. So we sit down with him and we say, hey, what happened when you were younger? Have you forgiven that person that, that harmed you? No, I haven't. Man, I bet you kind of hate them, huh? Do you have an anger towards them so much that you thought about killing them because they molested you? Because that you were raped? The time is now to be set free from that. And, and if... If you don't think so, we can, we can turn. I mean, I've got I've got scripture after scripture after scripture. Let's go to Psalms 107. I'll, I'll try to read it if you if you if you're there. Awesome. If not, it's okay. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distresses. He delivered you out of your distresses. He delivered you out of your distresses. He is delivering you right now. He is delivering you out of your distresses. He is delivering you out of your past. 
You don't have to turn there. I'll read it to you. Psalms 50, verse 15. Call upon me in the day of your trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Amen? Amen? If you want to go there, you can. Go to 2 Timothy. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Look, I, I understand, I can empathize, I can sympathize what we all have gone through and, and trials you have gone through and I have gone through. But I know one thing for sure, that Jesus answers you when you cry out. The King Himself answers you and He doesn't just answer you, He goes to action. He goes to work. And you want to know one of the ways he goes to work is he goes to work through men and women of the family of God. To lay hands on one another. To pray for one another. You want, I mean, you want to know what's powerful about, about life groups? That. Being in a living room with, some, with a group of people over and over and time and time again and trusting and people praying for you. It's Bible. In verse 9, it says this. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according... Oh, man, this is so cool. But according to His own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Look, the Lord did not want any of those bad things to happen to us. Not a one. What the Lord wanted was, was verse 9. He saved us and He called you with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to you in Christ Jesus before time began. You were born for that. You were born to be set apart. You were born to be set apart. You received Jesus Christ as your Savior. And He lives in you. And you are stronger because of Him. Look, we can't do it on our own. How many of us didn't go very well doing it on our own? I didn't, I didn't go very well for me. It, did, it didn't go well at all, to be honest. I had so much fun getting in the Word and reading this stuff because He loves us. He gave us this Word because He loves us. He gave us this Word so that we would see that He delivered Lot out of oppression. What if Lot... What if the only reason Lot lived was to give us this living example right now to us so that you would know that if... It happened to Lot, it happened to you, and you can be set apart. And, and the Lord, your God, will deliver you. He hears you. He will deliver you. 
I don't know who it is, but during worship, Holy Spirit showed me this. He showed, he, somebody in here has had a past where, where you thirst for criminal activity. Did you get something similar to that, Pastor Doug? Pastor Doug got something similar. Thirst for criminal activity. The Lord your God is your deliverer of that. You're not supposed to live like that. You, You grew up in some type of circumstance, some type of situation where you were in somewhat of a Sodom and Gomorrah where just stuff got on you. You were around things, you heard things, you did things, but no more. The Lord your God is going to deliver you tonight. The Lord your God is going to deliver you tonight. And you know what it takes? It takes you to say, Lord, I want to be delivered tonight. I no longer want a thirst of criminal activity any longer. I am done with it in Jesus' name. And if you want hands laid on you, then cool, man. I'm all about laying hands on people. I love setting people free in in Jesus' name. And getting heaven all over you. I love that. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? When people get delivered of of demonic activity in their lives, the Word says that all of heaven comes upon them. On earth as it is in heaven. Glory to God. Come on. Demons can't handle. They can't even stand up in the presence of heaven. They can't. They fear the believer that understands that the Lord their God listens to them. They fear the believer that understands that Jesus Christ lives in you. They fear the believer that understands the authority of His name. He told you to use His name to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and to make disciples of all nations. He told you to do that. Devils fear us. They fear us. There's some, there's some that are truly a little jittery and uncomfortable in here right now because the anointing is here that breaks bondages. The anointing is literally flowing through, flowing through some of you where you almost, almost want, and I'm telling you this for a reason because you're not going to get up and walk out. There's a little uncomfortableness, a little jittery of, oh, I just want to get up and leave. I just want to get up and leave. And you're making up things that you don't like me. And that's okay. I know you do. You love me. I love you. <laughs> but you ain't, you ain't getting up and leaving. Holy Spirit is drawing you closer to the Father tonight. Breaking those chains by the word of God. The word of his testimony. Come on. Breaking those chains. It's spiritually happening. You're not getting up and walking out. You ain't getting up and walking out. You're going to get set free. John 15 verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. You don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to ask the Lord and then go, okay, I'm going to go do this. 
No, his word says it's done for you. Lord, I am sick and tired of having this thirst for criminal activity. Lord, I'm sick of having these desires of the world affect my thinking. And, and Holy Spirit told me earlier today that, that the people in here would know exactly what I mean when I say the desires of the world. And, the, and he, he said the reason he wanted me to say it that way was so that you knew that the Lord, your God, honors you and loves you. He's not about wanting to embarrass you. Amen? Thank you, Father, for that. Amen? It will be done for you in verse 8. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. See, God doesn't want you bondaged, arrested, incarcerated. He wants you set free. Why? So that you can bear much fruit, so that he can be glorified, and people will know that you're his disciple. Amen? He loves you. He doesn't, he doesn't want to see you bondaged and incarcerated. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, Kurt and Gail Johansson, I, I think you're here somewhere. I thought I saw you. There you are. They do our prison ministry stuff. And... There's some people, I've read them some things, I, I was talking with somebody and, and they shared this quote with me that some man of God shared. Um, I hope I say it correctly. There are, why is it that there are some people that are in prison that have more freedom in Christ than people that are out here that are free? The Lord, your God, does not want you to be incarcerated, but yet free. Makes no sense. You know what I mean? Freedom's coming. Can you hear? Can <laughs> sorry, maybe it's just me, but I can hear that hammer hitting those chains, breaking them in Jesus' name. I can hear it. People are getting free. Matthew ten verse one, and when he had called his twelve disciples to him. He gave them power over unclean spirits. Just so you don't think I'm crazy. It's in the Word. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. And if you ever want to get yourself stirred up, I mean, Pastor, I know you know this, but if you ever want to get yourself stirred up, just because it's here. You could even jump down to verse 7 and it says, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the, leper, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. You want to know what your life is like? It's verse 7. You know what's happening tonight for those that want to be set free? It's verse 7. Freely we received it, freely we're going to give it to you. Jesus came, he, 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 paid the, he paid the price, he can't do it again for you. He's all, it's already done. And he told us to go do that. The kingdom of heaven is at hand tonight. 
The Father hears your cry. He's answered your prayer by you being here tonight and us preaching this word tonight. He's answered you. Desires of this world. No longer. It's a decision in which we all have to make. How much are we going to let in? I want... Hmm. I said this prayer the other day in my office with, with a couple people. And I said, you know, God, I want to be a baby unto you. I want my life to be like a baby unto you. Not immature, not anything of like that, but, you know, a baby is completely reliant on mommy. You know, they don't, they don't ever ask mom or dad a question of like, well, can I trust you? Are you sure? They don't ask that. In fact, they don't even ask for their diaper to get changed. Yeah, they kind of cry a little bit. Oh, man, Peyton cried a lot. And then God healed her. But babies just trust their mom and dad. With no questions asked. Until they get older. And then it takes training. But I want, I want that heart. I want that renewed heart. God, I, I want that renewed heart like a baby where I just, I crawl up onto your chest and I just, I know you've got this. And I know when you tell me to do something, I'll just say yes. No, like, well, are you sure? Right now? Go talk to this person and pray for him? Are you sure? No, he was unsure when he told you. He was unsure. Like, hey, sweetie, can you do the dishes? Dad, are you sure? Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, I'm 100% positive if I ask you again. You're going to see how sure I am. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I want you to do the dishes. Especially that pan you cook eggs in. I mean, can you understand the dialogue where God's like, you're right, Bill. I was a little unsure. (laughs) Go about your way. I knew you were wrong, God. Are you kidding me? Sorry, that's how my, my mind plays the comic strip. He, he was unsure. <laughs> he wants to see us change the world. He wants to see you walk out Matthew ten seven, man. And I have this overriding sense that that. Kind of just like a father, when they ask their kids to do something, and they're like, hmm, I wonder if they're going to do it. Man, I wonder if they're going to do it. If they, if they only did it, they, wouldn't, they could just be wowed by the surprise they're going to get, the blessing they're going to get when they just do it. But the kids don't know that, right? The kid don't know that, that I want to bless them with a bicycle when they were little bitties. And sometimes I wonder, the Lord's sitting up there going, man, if they, would, if they would only get it. If they would only fully comprehend how easy this is if they just walk it out. Because he said he would do it with us. 
right? You know, I was, re I was reading, and, and, and I, I wish I could have, I didn't plan on using this, so, but I was reading the Word, and as, as sons and daughters of the King, we get blessings. We get to call on Him, and He answers us. We get set free because we're in the family. And then right, right after that, it said, it said to the, to the, to the unjust, and I'm paraphrasing this a little bit. Basically, it says, if you're a sinner and you're not saved by, by grace and you're not, you're not a son of the king, you don't get to say the laws and get benefits from them. You don't get that. Just as if you're not part of my immediate family that lives in my home and born from, from myself and my wife, you don't get some of the things my kids get. You just don't. Sorry. It's kind of like this. Like, I do, I'm not in the will of Pastor Mark's dad that I know of. <laughs> he, he says, you better not be. No, but do you see what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not his brother. I'm not in his family. I don't get to be in his, in his dad and mom's will. Right? It's kind of like that. If you're unsaved, you know, I'm sorry. You just don't get the benefits of the king. You just don't. I'm sorry. But I know one way you get to. It's pretty awesome. I was once out of the, 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 the Father's will. Metaphorically and Literally. If you want these blessings of the, of the kings, of the king's family, all you have to do is repent. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and say, yes, I will follow you. You are the king of my life. You are my Savior. You have set me free. I repent. It's that easy. So real quick, and we're going to close up with this. Who, who, has a thumb, who, ha, who has a thumb problem? Who needs healing in their thumb? You do? Cool. You do too? Raise all the hands. Left thumb? Yeah. Left thumb? We're all hitchhiking. We call this the healing hitchhiking. We're gonna, we're gonna, well, I want you to put your hand over your, your thumb. Ah, oh, there. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going we're gonna to just do this real quick. I command that pain to go right now in Jesus' name. And to be healed, every tendon, every joint, be healed right now. All the way up into the arm, past the wrist, be healed. New thumb come upon them right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. There it is. Healed. Raise your hand. Move your thumb around. Raise your hand if you got healed. Healed. Young lady back there, raise your hand high, man. Testify, sister. Two, three, four. How is it, brother? You waving at me or? Sorry, I've noticed you all night, so I'm coming back. How you doing, dude? I like your tattoos. 
you serve our country? You do jujitsu or something? Okay, you look like you look like a grappler. Awesome. What thumb? Middle finger. I said thumb. God doesn't heal middle fingers. No, I'm joking, man. Check this out. I command that I command that pain and swelling to be gone right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> Never be the same. Healed right there in Jesus' name. How is it, man? What'd you say? Good. Shh, come on. Good. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hey, dude, just so you know, um, <laughs> you do have a life set apart. God's washed over your entire life your whole time. Don't think that he's ever turned his back from you. You've made some things, you've made some decisions that were on your own, just like all of us. No condemnation, dude. We've all done stupid things. Do not allow your past to predict your future. Allow Jesus Allow Jesus to come into your life. Man, oh man, brother. Allow him to come into your life fully, that he reigns your life. And watch what happens. Dude, I see, I see an acceleration of blessings into your life. And like a whole new lifestyle. Like different circles of friends. I, I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome, man. Praise God. God bless you, dude. What's your name? Matt. God bless you, dude. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo, glory to God. Let's make, let's, let's, let's set this, the desires of the world. Who's dealing with desires of the world? Raise your hand. And I'm going to say it like this. I know we're in America and, and like sometimes back when we were dating, I don't know if you did this past Mark, but I did this when I was dating Jen. We'd be in a movie theater and I'd be like, Ugh. cool, she didn't hit me. Yeah. It was the yawn trick. Kind of checking safety. I know sometimes in America we, we are kind of like, oh man, but what if somebody thinks something of me or, or what? I'm kind of unsure. You know, one thing I love about Africa is they could care less what anybody thinks of them. Only thing they care about is being set free, is to have no more bondage. And in that, all of heaven comes down and just like, and, and just takes it apart. So let me ask again. Be bold and courageous and watch the Lord your God meet you right where you're at. I'm not going to bring you up. Who's dealing with desires of flesh? Raise your hand. Of this world, raise your hand. Come on, that's 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 what it, that's what courage is. Amen. Let's let's pray. I command right now the desires of this world that bondage be broken right now in Jesus name. Break them off of them right now. Things of their past, I command those things to be gone right now in Jesus name. Devils be gone. Get off of them. They are children of God. Purchased with the blood of the Lamb. Bondage is broken. Now Holy Spirit, fill them up. Fill them up with peace. Renew their mind. Create a hunger. Stir a hunger up in them for the Word of God that renews their mind. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.